Hi, I'm Jason Brown, and you're listening to This Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. Today we have a special episode with someone who really doesn't need an introduction as we are joined today by Jason Brown. Now you all know Jason is a two-time Olympian, won the Team Bronze in 2014, He's also a two-time Four Continents medalist, nine-time Grand Prix medalist, and the 2015 U.S. champion. Now, last month, Jason worked with Team USA as a social media correspondent. I don't know if that's his official title, but that's the title I'm giving him at Skate America at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood, Massachusetts. And a few weeks ago, Jason announced on social media that he will compete at the 2023 U.S. Championships in San Jose, California. So we want to welcome Jason to This Week in Skating. Hi, Jason. (laughs) Hi, guys. How's it going? (laughs) I love the energy already. This is going to be great. You know, we talked about setting up this interview before you announced that you were coming back. And I know Gina and I really enjoyed having your energy in the press conferences at (laughs) Skate America. It just brought this fresh take on everything. It was just fun and more chill. And I think that the athletes there really liked it too, because it just wasn't so stuffy. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Honestly, you guys are awesome. And I have to say, well, for me, it was like my first time on that side (laughs) You know, I've always been in the athlete position. And so to see how it all runs behind the scenes and what you guys go through and what's that, what that's like, you know, obviously I've been through a million mix zones, but then to see, I don't even know what, what did you say? The other side of the, I mean, it's kind of the other side of the boards. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, Yeah, it's, it's on the side of media versus being, you know, you're asking the questions versus being questioned. Yeah. And just trying to think about like, okay, what would I think of as an athlete? What would I like to be asked? What what don't I normally get asked? And then it was just cool to see what what goes on with you guys behind the scenes. The amount of work that is involved and typing up pieces and working on the fly and trying to get it, you know, get a couple clips and and kind of even snippets. <laughs> it's not as simple as just like pulling them over for a second. No. Like, I just have such a different level of respect and understanding of what you guys go through. And so it was really eye-opening for me. And at the same time, it was an absolute blast. How did that opportunity come about for you, Jason? Honestly, it came through in an email. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say as simple as that, but um, I just got an email saying, um, Team USA would love you to be a kind of, for them, whether, I don't know, I don't even know my official title, but it was just um, part of their social media team that they were putting together Team USA's for Instagram and Twitter. 
um, had a team of four and then they were that were doing the producing and the um, compiling of all the videos and and they asked if I would be I guess I don't know I, I don't feel like it's the right total but it's the talent for the for the you know behind the behind the microphone and doing the interviews um, and doing all the on-screen stuff and I mean it was like I didn't even have to think about it I was like yes please I would love it I please like please please yes yes and if you ever want more of that like I'm in I'm in like <laughs> any any future like please please I'm, I'm here I'm here yeah so you can you can put in now social media correspondent I'm giving you that yeah title. that's you your go. title now yeah okay I'll wear that with pride <laughs> So I already get that you're going to want to do this again sometime. Yeah. So, so badly. So badly. I want, I want to, I, yes, yes. Good. Good. Because you did, as I said earlier, you brought this energy that we're not used to. Aww. And there's such, it was a different experience because some of the long time, you know, long time media folks had left us figure skating. And so there were new folks in there and it was a different atmosphere for us going in. And then to have this energy, it was just like, okay, this is good. <laughs> this is, this is different. I am down for this. I love it. Aww. I think it just changed the way that, um, that things had been going. And I think that the athletes too, to see a familiar face, I think it makes a difference yeah. to have someone there that they know and trust to, you know, to ask those questions. Even, you know, the fun ones that I heard you asking um, <laughs> about Vecna from Stranger Things. And I, I, I just loved it. I'm like, what on earth? This is amazing because it, it just breaks the ice. It makes things more chill. I think, you know, media needs to evolve not everything can be about every single jump let's talk let's endear the athletes to the fans and you know more than just the technical you know the the way that that we all look at all the amazing things that you guys can do on the ice that we love but this gives a little peek behind the curtain and shows personalities of the athletes more and i think that really endears them to fans that is honestly that was my goal going into it i just wanted to showcase all the incredible personalities and the plethora of them that we all kind of bring to the table and um you know like you said so often we're so focused or even the media inter and us you know are so focused on when we go to competitions it's about the elements about the job we have in front of us what we need to get done and um you know, I just know as an athlete, I loved the questions that got to showcase my personality because it also got me outside of like that kind of very focused mindset. And I was like, oh, like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's talk about it. You know, because so much of it is about your own journey of getting there and what you've been through and trying to talk, you know, more about your story and showcase your personality than solely did I land this? Did I fall? Did I, it's, it's, you've seen it, you know, in a lot of ways and yeah. I understand it from the media's perspective, but like, you know, when they, <laughs> so often you get like, what happened on this jump? And you're like, well, it went by like this. I was really <laughs> nervous. I had a lot of adrenaline. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> 
like I'll go back and practice it more. You know, it's like one of those things or, you know, it's, it, it goes by so fast. It's like a blink of the eye, a blink of an eye in those, you know, element kind of type questions where you're like, what happened? Like it happened five minutes ago. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I gotta think about it kind of, kind of, I'm still confused what I just did out there in general, you know, with all the adrenaline. That yeah. Like, you want to kind of take time to come down and like process it. Um, but that's not always, uh, we don't always have the time to do that. No, <laughs> I've always wondered how you can go like to the mix zone right after when I'm one of those people that if I'm working on a project or I'm doing something, I have to process what happened. And I am just envious that you guys are able to go there and be coherent because I, I need the time to like get in my head and think about it. So I mean, I, I'm just so glad that we come across <laughs> coherent to you. <laughs> you do. You honestly, do. Yeah. honestly for us, I think it is, it's really tough as an athlete. It's just a really tough position. I mean, it depends. Sometimes when you skate really well, you know, you're not as like, it's not as difficult, but I think sometimes during those tough skates, when you're trying, there's so many, suddenly your mind's, not only your mind is going rapid fire and trying to pull it together, everyone around you is also trying to figure out like, what happened? Are you feeling okay? Is everything good? Like, and then you go into the mix zone and then you're in your most vulnerable kind of yeah. period of time. And then they're just kind of poking holes that like everything that like, you know, like it's like poking holes that open wounds. Like, yes, like, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. That was really difficult to go through. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about it at this moment. And at the same time, as an athlete, you're like, okay, I'm going to pull myself together and I'm going to talk about it. And yeah, so yeah. it is, it's hard. Yeah. I know for me as media, I sometimes don't want to go down to talk to the athletes after a bad skate. Cause I know, you know, who wants to talk about that sort of thing. But then, of course, yeah. I know it's also my job to ask the, you know, the questions too. So I try to, you know, find a happy medium a little bit. Like if I'm not gonna go and, okay, what did you do out there? How 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 horrible did you skate? I'm not gonna go yes. and ask like those <laughs> sorts yeah. of questions. But you know, just to try to, okay, how are you gonna take what happened there and move for from the free skate? Yeah. Or what's your goals yeah. moving forward? Trying to turn yeah. it around because you don't want to all be totally negative but yeah you don't need, it's hard yeah, it's you, hard totally for both sides not just you know mm -hmm. for the athlete but for yeah. even me as watching what i saw if it wasn't great now i gotta go and ask about that that's not fun to ask about you know it's a tough no, and, and with skating media too i think it's we're we're in it because we love the sport and so we are appreciative of all the work that goes into it so we're also just kind of like, yeah, no, I don't think that this, this was not his or her best day. So like Gina said, try to turn it around and switch it up just to keep it, you know, you don't need to be smacked over the head with it over and over no, again. No. <laughs> it, that's, yeah, that's definitely not going to result in anything positive. So yeah, no. For sure. And I think like one of the things that I kind of even started to understand even more so along what you guys are talking about, but being in the media side is it's much better for the athlete to tell you how they're feeling than the media to say, 
oh, you looked X or, oh, you seem tired or you, you know, oh, it looks like a really rough skate out there. You know, like let the athlete, like for me, like when I did it, one of the fun kind of, I tried to twist it and I said, if you could describe, if you could take any emoji to describe how you felt out there, what would it be? You know, switching. So it's like yeah. much more about like them telling you, I yeah. felt like this. Yeah. Because so often I'll come in and, you know, even I'll do a mix, but like flip and say, I felt really good out there. And the media, someone in the media, I'm not trying to paint you all in one brush, oh, might no, come up no. to me, might come up to me in the mix zone and say, you know what? You looked really slow and tired. Can you speak to that? And like, you're sitting there, you're standing there being like, oh my God, I felt great. Like, what, am I missing something? Did I look bad? Did something go wrong? Like, you even as the athlete start to, like, re-question, because yeah. obviously at that time, you haven't watched yourself back. No. So, you know, you're, there's so many other things that are going on in your head. So maybe, like, when I, you know, the competition ends, the you know, the skate is posted online, you watch it back, and you're like, dang, I'm slow. But it would be much better for that to come from me right. than, yeah, like, yeah. right after you get the off the ice, the media's like, this is a bit rough today. Can you explain? And you're like, gosh, like <laughs> I had no idea. But um, and so trying to give, you know, even like what you were talking about, Gina, trying to come in from a perspective of like, what do you want to take from this? From this yep. This mm -hmm. state and mm -hmm. and see where they go with it. If right. they say, oh, you know, this I really struggled on this today, and I really want to work towards it on the mm -hmm. next one. But not being like, you have this really really rough fall. How are you going to turn that around? You know, it's like letting them kind of yeah. take the the yeah. kind of the question where it's not exactly like you're fishing for mm -hmm. something or you're telling them how you perceive their skate as much as it's like yeah. you're giving them the control to tell their story about how they felt it went um moving forward and then give them a chance to say you know what's next i think so much of this sport is going to me it appears like it's going you have a performance and then you go to the next performance. And so to me, part of the story is taking from one and moving to the next one. So I really like the approach of letting you tell your story mm -hmm. versus <laughs> me telling what I think. Yeah, I know. I absolutely love that. I know like there's that. It's like a blessing and a curse that like saying of like, you're only as good as your last performance. Mm -hmm. like when yeah. people say that and you're like oh but then in reality it's like everyone just talks about the last performance you did like right. it's like a yeah. constant thing it's like you know one moment you're a head case the next moment <laughs> you have it all figured out you're like wait yeah. wait wait I'm, I'm the same person <laughs> it's like yeah it's like but everyone's kind of fixated on that last thing that you did or you know and uh but I think it also speaks to the fact of like you know we have to as athletes be able to put, close that kind of page on whatever we just did and and focus on the next one and that's such yeah. a blessing to have because we're like okay on to the next one on to the next one um but we kind of we harp on ourselves and look back down on those rough moments we're like when they're so amazing we so quickly move on to the next event yeah I think it would be nice to be able to just enjoy that feeling for a while especially if it's a good one because I feel like we all as people look at the negative things that happen and we just relive them. Like we just keep going over and over. But the good things I feel like 
okay, that's nice. And we move on. I think we need to live a little bit more in the happy place yes. than, yes. <laughs> than moving on. Um, yeah, that at least that's yeah. been my focus lately. No, absolutely. Um, so, Jason, while you were at Skate America, you already knew you were going to come back, I'm assuming. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I definitely had that. Um, so a couple of things were happening at the same time. So I, I, a few weeks earlier, we were sent the, like an email about buys for nationals. So okay. like I had accepted the buy. Um, so I, and, and to be honest, when I wrote back, it still wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I just said, I said, yes. And then in, in parentheses, I said, as of now, <laughs> it was like, I, I left that door open and I said, you know what, as of now, that was the plan. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had just, I either was about to go to Japan open or had just come back from Japan open when I sent that email. And I remember using Japan open as kind of my gauge of um, was training kind of, was that something I still enjoyed doing? Did I still like being out in competition? Um, I had done so many shows in the summer and I just loved it and I left the tours more energized and more excited and I was like and I was healthy and I was like why not and I still had a bunch of different shows um lined up but I also was like I love this and why not like like sprinkle in a few competitions if I can um and to almost as a way to keep me in shape um and keep me at the top of my game um, that way as well. So um, it was something that I kind of knew in the back of my head, but was not a, it was almost like I had the puzzle piece, but I wasn't going to put it onto the puzzle yet. <laughs> and I ended up uh, did it. I did the, uh, I went to Skate America, uh, did it as the, and I loved it. And then I was thinking originally to maybe say something after the Grand Prix series was over. Um, but then I realized that the U.S. championships or the, the, they have that junior, the juniors and seniors qualify in November yes. for yes. nationals. Yep. They're, they're sectionals. And I was like, wait, the buy list is going to come out. I was like, I need to say something before it just like suddenly like, just so that there's, there, you avoid that confusion. And I was also in a place where it's like, I didn't want to be in that 80% range of am I, am I not when that happens? Like, I want to be like, I know. So um, it was one of those situations where I think the week before sectionals, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I need to say something. And so that's kind of when it started. That, that's why I posted it then. Um, but yeah. So when did you actually start like training again? And what has training been like since now that you're back training again? <laughs> Basically three weeks before Japan Open is when I did that kind of first training block um, and trained for Japan. Did Japan Open. I did a bunch of, for two weeks, I was traveling. So I did a bit of choreography, coaching. I did the social media stuff with um, At Skate America. Um, and then, and I went to my sister's wedding. Shout out to my sister. <laughs> And our new husband, Keith, a.k.a. my brother-in-law, which is pretty cool to say. And then I went back to uh, Toronto. And so it was I've been here since basically the first day of November. Um, and so just kind of starting up again and starting to train a short program. So that's new. I had trained my long um, 
before that I was doing a Japan Open, but haven't done short. So slowly um, getting back into it uh, and training. But I think the big thing for me was I really wanted to do this on my own terms. And I really wanted to do this in a way that was, I like, it was one of those things where I wanted to do it in a very healthy way where I wasn't trying to rush any process to get ready in time for something. And what ready looks like is very different for me and my team than what other people from the outside might look like that are ready. You know, like I wasn't looking to just compete. Like I wanted, like it wasn't looking to, oh, I, I want to get ready to do a senior B before nationals. I could have done that, but I think it was like, I wanted to take the time to just like, let's like, if I'm doing this, let's do it in a way that you kind of, I don't want to call methodical, but in a way where you're addressing all the past issues, not things that you're like, oh, I've always just, you know, I just take Advil and, you know, move, you know, move forward. Oh, I can just like, like, I'll just, you know, I, I have to be ready for this event. So I'm just going to like, you know, push through the pain. Like it was much more of like, I truly feel and very proud of the career that I've had and what I've gone through that for me, it wasn't like, I want, I need to do this or I need to do it in a way just to get to something. Like I was like, I'm not in that place and I'm not, I don't have that willpower anymore where it's like, I'm willing to push through all the pain because it's like that goal or that getting to that certain, you know, physical shape by that certain timeline is more important at this moment than, you know, it's like, it was a different, a different mentality. So I want to know um, what your short program and your free skate are. And I, I'm just going to ask this. Will we get to ever see Sinnerman again at any point? So uh, <laughs> I think in short, in short, yes, I think you will see Sinnerman again. Okay. I don't think I'm ever going to compete it again, but okay. I okay. do. I just like, I love the programs that I've done so much and I've put in so much work and I've, I've love, like, I just don't ever see them like ever completely closing a chat unless it's like, I had a really, really, really bad experience. And I'm like, I don't ever want to open that chapter of my life again. That's a different story. And I have certain programs like that too, that I'm like, never going to happen. I don't want to listen to the music. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> uh, but when, with Sinner Man, like a piece like that, 100%. I don't see, I definitely see like whether in sh a show at some time in the future or something to bring it back or, you know, I would, I would love that. Um, do I see that happening within this, you know, the next year? Probably not. Like it's, it, it just like happened. Like I was very <laughs> lucky to get to perform it all over the country for stars and I did it for two years competitively. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, definitely okay. at some point, I okay. would love to do, um, <laughs> love that program. Um, and in terms of the, the programs that I'm doing this year is, so I, my long program is the impossible dream and it actually, um, it's Josh Groban's version and it actually started because for stars on ice in the post-Olympic season, uh, the theme was journey like kind of like your journey, your personal journey. And so I went through a couple ideas with Roheen Ward, my choreographer. Um, one being he brought, to, he came to the rink one day and was like, okay, the impossible dream. What do you think about this? And I was like, wow, like 
I really, it was powerful and I really did love it. And, but I was like, I don't know. And we went back and forth and Roheen can be pretty adamant when he has like a vision and he feels <laughs> like, like he can take something somewhere. He's and he feels like I can do it. He's like, no, like I really like, he gets kind of set on his ways. And I was like, okay, like, I love that. And when, when he gets set on something, I'm like, I know this is going to be, you know, good in terms of, you know, the excitement that he's going to bring to the ice every day and the, what we're going to work on is going to be, you know, very meaningful. And so that's how that program started was I actually choreographed it as a show program for Stars on Ice. Um, but another show program that I also choreographed with Roheen for Stars was I Lived. And so both of those were my journey pieces. Um, and then we ended up choosing for more of like the upbeat I Lived kind of for Stars. Um, and so, and we just thought that was more, would resonate more with the younger population and kids. And it was, it was more generational in that sense. And so mm -hmm. we went with Sinner Man and I Lived. And so that became the two pieces, but I always had this other piece that I really wanted to skate, but never got to. And then, um, and then I was invited to Japan Open and my coaches were like, oh, maybe you can do like one of your old long programs. You know, you can do Schindler's List. And I was like, no, no, no. Like love that program with all my heart. But there's something about putting out a program that, you know, you know, you've spent years working on when it's like, I have three weeks to get ready for this event. And I'm going to give everything that I can to get as, mm -hmm. as, you know, to get ready. But I was like, I'm not going to bring back a program. Like, no, no, no. So I was like, but. I was like, Tracy, I do have the impossible dream that I never ended up using as a show. And so, um, and Roheen, I mean, I like didn't even finish the sentence when I called him to ask him about it for Japan Open. He was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So um, we turned it into a long program um, and that's what I used for Japan Open. And I loved it. I mean, it's a piece that's really like the words mean a lot to me, the the piece, the choreography, the story behind it. It, it meant a lot to me when I created it with Rokin as part of my journey piece um, for stars and that using that as that uh, potential um, piece for that. And so um, that's how that came to be. And I just really loved it. And then when it came to the short, I actually choreographed Melancholy with Rokin in 2020. Um, the summer of 2020. Ooh, okay. And yeah, so I, 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 fun fact is that I, um, right before the borders were really kind of crazy with US and Canada border during that time. Yes. Um, you know, yes. it was like right when things were starting to open and they were making some exceptions for who can cross and who can't. Um, and then so I was getting ready to go back to Canada for the first time, but there were still so many border issues. Now, I didn't know what, like, would there be a two-week quarantine right. each time I cross over and what that situation yeah. would be like. Mm -hmm. So Roheen and I, um, that year, which was the 2020-2021 season, um, Roheen was planning to do my short and David Wilson was going to do my long. And we didn't have a long kind of picked out yet of what I was going to do. And so uh, with Roheen, we were starting a short program. So we choreographed two. So we choreographed Sinner Man and we choreographed Melancholy. Oh, both okay. very different sides <laughs> yeah. of the spectrum. And we use them as it will, whichever one, um, you'll use whichever one complements 
you're long better. Whatever is, you know, kind of like the opposite. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how it came to be. And so oh. I went back up with two short programs and I actually started training melancholy first and like used oh. that for like about a month. And oh. then as we kind of saw that the um, skating season was going to be so up in the air, it was like events were happening and then they weren't. And then there were going to be like, mm -hmm. like a, the Grand Prix were yeah. happening and they were canceled. And then, you know, it got very confusing. I drove back up to Toronto with two new programs. And so we actually started training Melancholy first. Um, and we, cause we kind of, Rokin, when we were choreographing, kind of made that decision of like, Sinnerman was going to be for the Olympic year. Um, and he was just like, he just like, I have this feeling. And he was like, we're going to use this for Olympic year. And so I used um, Melancholy at first for that 2020-2021 season. And as, as the summer kind of progressed and we saw that the fall was kind of uncertain. And so we ended up deciding that we were just gonna use Sitterman for two years and kind of put Melancholy, I don't call it on hold, but like just kind of mm -hmm. off to the side. And so that's what we did. And we trained Sitterman and then, um, when this kind of year came to be as, as a shock to myself and like, in terms of like I'm competing this year, what? Um, I was like, what, do, what, what, what should I do for a short? What like, and trying to talk about with Rokeen and we're like, there was something that just felt right about going back to melancholy and about using this piece that I didn't quite get to use. The piece was all mm -hmm. about reflection um, and is all about kind of looking at yourself and, looking through different lenses and it was just it there's rain and there's thunder and it's just just this kind of piece about you know just you know almost cleansing yourself like it's it's a mix of just like it's such a personal story behind it and you know typically I would never ever ever do two kind of slower pieces in a competitive season I always try my best to kind of take two pieces that really are very very different and that con contrast each other really nicely but there was something about this year that i just really wanted it to be a, almost about this storytelling kind of component and you know even for me going back to san jose um you know not my best experience five years ago um and i think it's just it's almost about even just the journey from then to now and just what i've gone through and it's it's a very, they're both very personal pieces um, about struggle and courage and kind of finding your way and finding your belief mm -hmm. in yourself. And um, I, it's almost therapy. So I really, really enjoy it. And hopefully um, when I get on, onto that ice in San Jose, uh, the entire audience can feel that and the story and the piece and the kind of the moment can transcend um, just me and the ice. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing both of them too. But yeah, yeah that was one of the things I was going to ask you was, you know, you announced that you're coming back and nationals happens to be in that place that, you know, it was devastating for you. So how are you like, how did, you know, going to turn this around Jason and have 
a moment in that yeah. arena so that we won't talk about what happened there five years ago. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, you know, there are so, for so long, I tried to, I don't want to say pretend it didn't happen, but kind of just erase that 2018 experience from my memory. And I think what I've learned is that it's just a part of my story and something that I can kind of take with me and look back at and know kind of almost because of that moment where it brought me to and trying to look at it from this, you know, like I I know I've said it a lot when describing melancholy, but look at it from a place of reflection that, you know, you kind of really learned so much from it. You looked back at it, you took that experience and you changed the course of your career and your trajectory and your life and where you wanted to take it and what you thought you valued and what was working and what wasn't. And um, I think that that was such a huge, huge piece of my story that when I look back, it's, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that moment. And I think for a long time, I kind of looked at that and been like, I would have been in such a different place if it wasn't for that moment, instead of being like, you know, I couldn't see it as better. It was, it was always like, I'm, it's worse because of that. Or it's there's, there's, I always held kind of on this piece of if I could have done, if I would have done, if I, and then it was like, no, 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 that led me to so many other things and it opened my mind to so many other situations. And it, taught me so many lessons that I would not have learned if it wasn't for that moment. And so in a lot of ways, I, you know, when I talk about going back there, I, you know, okay, so this was supposed to be 2021, was supposed to be San Jose. I spent that entire summer with my sports psychologist talking about going back to San Jose. Like we had just like, I was like, I want to get on it early. Like, I want to get on it early. This is something that is so, Mm -hmm. like, I just feel the burden. I feel so stressed. I just, every time I think about it, I like right back there. You know, you know how you can go through some competitions or some events in your life. Let's just say events. So make it more general for everyone. And there are times where when things go so smoothly or effortlessly, you go back and you're like, I literally don't remember what happened. Like it was like, it went by with the blink of an eye. Everything was like, it was almost like you were in the state of flow. And it was just like, wow. Like that week went by so fast. I don't know what happened. I was just like, you know, even when you go to the mix zone and they're like, how'd you feel out there? You're like, I have no idea. Right. Like it just, yeah. it just happened to unfold the way that I've trained and practiced. And I was just like focused on doing the best that I could. And it went well. And then there are other times where you are, like I can picture and clearly see and replay like interactions that I had with people at that event. Like it was like, I was in such a different state of mind and I can look back. And so things were, things are so much more raw. And so it's like crystal clear, the experiences that I had that it, it, it was like haunting me so much more. And so I spent a lot of time in the summer of 2021 with my, or in the summer of 2020 leading up to that um, nationals until they changed uh, course on that. But um, so to say I was relieved is an understatement um, (laughs) that it wasn't going to be held there, but not because it was almost because it didn't, at that time, it almost allowed me to like not continue diving into that 
passed for me. Like it gave me a break of, okay, I'm going to move forward. Um, so to say that, you know, when I saw it was coming in 2023, I was like, well, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> and like I said, it, it has nothing to do with the, the people or the plate. Like it's just yeah, the, yeah. that memory of that yeah. experience. It is one of the most <laughs> incredible crowds, the most incredible venues, like, like the most supportive, like people and skating fans. I just absolutely love that. It was just the experience and trying to go back to something that was so raw was something that was just really daunting to me. Now, you know, I've had five years to kind of go through it. And so for me, it's, I've kind of accepted it as part of my story. And I almost look at it being like, no matter what I do at Nationals this year, nothing is going to be as bad. <laughs> I know that's like not the best way of looking at it, but there isn't that fear and there's not that concern that I think I'm holding on to as much. Um, it's not like I'm after like, oh, I'm going back for redemption or, oh, I'm going back. I almost feel like I've gotten to this place with like, the fact that I'm going back and I'm doing these two pieces that are so much, that are so about reflection and about kind of my story, there's almost kind of this component of like, I'm almost like, it's like a courageous kind of component of like, I'm going back on my terms. Mm -hmm. You know, even like me competing this year, it's like purely because of this love for this sport. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going back, you know, in spite of someone or trying to rewrite wrongs. Like I've really fully come to terms with everything that I've gone through. And I'm so proud of everything that like, in a lot of ways, it's like almost like my skating chapter or my skating portion of the book feels like I've closed this, the, the competitive career in some aspects. And this is almost like the sequel and what that sequel is going to look like. I don't know. Um, um, and I don't know. And that doesn't mean it's still part of my skating career, but it's not like the, I closed yeah. Yeah. that chapter and I'm moving forward in a very different way. And so I definitely looked at this much more as like a sequel instead of like an, another chapter to that book. It sounds yeah. like you've taken control of it. Yeah. Instead of letting the experience control you, <laughs> you've taken yes. control of it back yes. onto yourself. And that's such a healthy thing mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. like to switch it around like that, to change it. And sometimes I think in a regular life, it's something that we all need to practice a bit more to be able to step yeah, over I, things. No, what I mean, I think it's, it's like you, you couldn't have said it better. It's definitely learning how to take control of my own narrative. I think like for a long time, I you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, I know we talked, we started this conversation talking about the media, but I think, you know, one of the things that's just interesting is so often, I think as athletes, we interpret what the media's questions or we interpret what's being written about us as our story or as, as fact or as, and, and it, and it becomes, we start losing control of our own narrative um and i think that that's definitely something that i've gone through i've had these ups and downs i've had like oh that's what people are thinking oh that's what people are talking about where it's like your experience might be so different of what you're living on like what you're kind of what you're living and experiencing versus what you're being told is going on and so i think 
And looking back at it, so many of those experiences, it's not even about what they said. You start to interpret it. You know, Mm -hmm. you might go back and be like, that person might be like, no, no, I never said that. That's never how I interpreted the question. But you're being asked these questions in such vulnerable situations. Like we said earlier, like when you're getting asked questions in the mix zone, you might ask me about an element or like, I guess, let's take the example that I used earlier. If like I get off the ice and you say, oh, you looked a little slow. I could have gone from feeling so confident about myself and about my skate to suddenly being like, oh my gosh, I'm slow. I need to work on my speed. They don't think I was right. This is the, and in reality, the, and suddenly you're suddenly internalizing all the things that you are doing wrong. But in reality, the person asking the question to them, they were just like making a comment that they didn't, it wasn't like they meant to impact you in any way, especially after getting to know the people behind yeah. the, you know, behind the media longer. You you start to see that like their intentions aren't that. Right. You know, I mean, there are there are some that try to trip you up. Yeah, there are that is like that is true. But there are also some that like the only they're they're all their intentions are only good. But when they ask you questions in these vulnerable moments. As an athlete, you sometimes, unfortunately, interpret them incorrectly and take them to heart when, like, that was not, that wasn't even at all the case whatsoever. And so I think it's just learning right now, especially as I get older, learning to be like, wait, what's, what's like an objective thing, like a factual thing that I know versus the subjective, or what am I interpreting that's probably not wrong? So I, I've gotten much better at asking follow-up questions, even in the mix zone, (laughs) even to say like, if someone says X, Y, and Z, I can be like, oh, are you asking me about about this? And they'll either be like, oh no, no, that's not what I meant at all, or yes. And so I think so often it's like you, we read into things deeper in those times than, um, and and so that it's like our own minds are tripping us up. So you are getting excited, I'm sure, about, you know, you're going to be back out there on Nationals Ice. What what is what do you love the most about skating at Nationals? So I feel like it's a different experience. Oh, it, it is. Yeah, it is for media. Uh-huh. I feel like for us, it's just a different, different oh. than any other competition that we are at. Yeah, Nationals, honestly, is like the best. There's something so special about competing um I mean there's always something very special about competing at at home ice aka you know especially as you travel internationally um it is really cool to get to compete um I know I say at home when we talk internationally the U.S. is home I know that this isn't exactly home per se of like where you're from um state-wise but um there's just something very very special about the I don't want to call it the reunion of nationals, but there's something that like is very much of like every year it's familiar faces, yes. <laughs> people go back. It's something that's just like, even as an athlete, we're never in one place at one time. All the U S athletes are never like, we're all, you know, I might see certain, you know, other skaters at certain events um, throughout the year, but like nationals is where like everyone's all in one place. Um, there's a different vibe. Um, there's something very homey about it. Um, I think we know what to expect. We know how it runs. Um, you know, the people on, behind the scenes, we know, we know the, 
you know, even the fans, there's so many fans at nationals that sit in the exact same seat every year. Yes. Um, you see those familiar faces smiling at you and you're just like, I'm back. <laughs> yes. Like there's something very special. And the last two nationals, um, have been a bit, obviously with COVID, um, we're a bit strange, yes, um, agreed. <laughs> um, to say, to say it lightly. Um, and even obviously for me, Nashville was incredible and bizarre mm -hmm. all at the same time. Cause I like, I didn't get in like until <laughs> right before the short program. Like I wasn't there for any of the practice sessions. Like it was just like, and it was very amazing and a, an incredible experience for different reasons. But there is, I really did like want, like there was a part of me, a tiny part of me in the back of my head that was just like, I wouldn't mind like getting to go to nationals again, like getting to, um, I don't know, like have one more experience. Um, you know, that my family was there and, it, you know, it's also one of those, it's one of the only events where my extended family comes to, you know, um, and, and family and family support has always meant so much. So it kind of over time became kind of like this reunion, mm -hmm. like this big reunion. And, um, while I wasn't interacting with anyone, um, per se, like, you know, at the reunion, it was, I got to see everyone from afar and see them from a distance. And, um, there's just this vibe and it's special and it's, it's something that I, I had, all, I always looked forward to every year. Yeah. I, I have to say, and Gina, I think mm -hmm. will agree with me last year's nationals while incredibly bizarre, <laughs> it was also <laughs> like this homecoming of, Oh my goodness. We're all together again. I didn't know if we ever yes. would be. Yeah. And when you go every year, you see the same, you know, you see those faces and I, it, it just, it makes you feel connected. And it was, I mean, emotional too, a little bit, just because we were all back together yeah. again. And because we didn't get to go in 2021, we were all yeah. virtual in 2021. Yeah. So yeah. despite the fact that we kind of all stayed within the media, you know, confinement, yeah. and we didn't get, mm. we couldn't be as close to the skaters. We were kept like a distance yeah. away to ask questions yeah. and stuff. I mean, it was just great to actually be back and not be, you know, yeah. doing it virtually. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this year's being... Yes. More like Nationals Past, <laughs> where we can just kind of be a little less rigid mm -hmm. about things. Skate America showed, you know, was really a good reintroduction mm -hmm. to that because yeah. you didn't mm -hmm. feel so much like you were scared because you didn't want to be someone to infect anybody. Right. You didn't yeah. want to be the one. Yeah. You also needed to protect yourself. Like, there's... It was just, it was less intense. And so I'm looking forward to, yeah, just having us all, having everyone together again and hopefully in a, in a less restricted um, atmosphere. But thinking about nationals, have mm -hmm. you thought about after nationals? <laughs> like, what if your performances earn you a spot at a... ISU championship. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So I am going to um like a um I don't know how to like I'm gonna do art and ice, mm -hmm. which is so I will be going directly from San Jose to Switzerland. Okay. Wow. Um so 
Yes. So really excited about that. Um, I think one of the things that I, that I really, really loved, you know, obviously, as I said, I did all these shows this summer, loved, loved, loved them. And that's something that I really wanted to continue on. If I competed, I was like, I want it, like, I would love to compete. But like I said, I just didn't want that to be my singular focus. I'm like, I'm just like, I feel like I love the career that I've had. And I love the amount of time and effort and passion and everything that I put into just having that kind of driving factor, where it's like, now it's like, I want to kind of open up those blinders a little bit and experience a little bit more um, within and without within the sport and outside of the sport. And so, um, but one of those things is, so yeah, so I'm planning to go straight from nationals. I literally fly first thing Monday morning to Switzerland. Um, and then I'll be there for two weeks uh, doing shows for our nice, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, in terms of the world championships, I think it's one of those things where 100% if I end up in that top three or in a position where I'm offered a spot on the team, would love to go. I think that would be, you know, but for the first time, I guess like ever, which is kind of also weird to say, is I'm not going to nationals to make the world team. Like it's not a, it's not really my goal there. And it's not really what I would describe as a successful nationals. Um, if I, and, and I think that's different for me. Um, so 100%, I would, uh, uh, I guess I never should say 100%, but 99.9% uh, <laughs> if I was offered, if I was um, selected for that world team, um, I would love to go and compete in Japan for the championships. That being said, it's very interesting to also be going into the event with that not being my goal. Um, and so I'm not really looking at you know, so often I look at nationals as a, almost as like a gateway to the championship events. You know, it's like, okay, I need to get, you know, I need to do well enough at nationals to then, you know, go to four continents then to go to worlds. But this isn't, it's very, very different this year. Well, what about beyond mm -hmm. worlds or, you know, have you, have you, do you have your sights <laughs> set on another four years I mean I know that's crazy to Jeez, ask crazy no <laughs> I I laugh because I think it's absolutely crazy like if you would have told me that I was going back to San Jose five years after 2018 I would have looked at you and said you were out of your mind um I was contemplating kind of retiring after 2018 so the fact that I'm like still doing it and I'm in a place where I love it even more, you know, and I love, you know, I, I've always loved the sport, but it's like, I'm at this place in my life and in, in my career where it's like, I, the joy and the love is like just continuing to grow and is shocking me. Um, uh, and so I think that it's, it's never, it's not out of the question. Uh, like I said, I'm not at all, you know, just like I said, I'm not really even looking at the world championships as like, the goal. I think I'm not really looking at 2026 as like, that's the goal I'm setting for myself. That, but with that being said, I'm in this place in my life where I'm, I am very healthy right now. And I have an incredible off ice team that keeps me very healthy. Um, and so like, when I say I'm very healthy, I spend about when I'm in Toronto, it's like about 
15 hours like spent on body work and like workouts like solely on like I don't want to say solely on keeping me healthy, but what's a better way of putting it? Solely on like structural, muscular, muscular, like keeping it so that I can continue pounding my body basically in a healthy way. And constantly. So I'm seeing, you know, I'm, I'm seeing like a trainer, like almost every day for two hours, you know, to really work on those things. So it's not, it's not like I'm so healthy and there's nothing that I'm doing. It's, it's, I'm spending a lot of time on body work and keeping me in, keeping me healthy. But if, if that continues to go in the direction that it's going, I, I honestly think anything is possible. Um, I'm not going to close any doors, but, um, you know, I think for me, it's, it's, it's little things like that, like where they're so, it's almost, I'm constantly going through all these little experiments right now being like huh if i do it a little bit differently can i still be successful okay if i go down this road okay can it like you know just like how i i feel like i brought up earlier with like knee pain um can i train without having knee pain if i can that's one thing i'm not i don't want to do that for four years i don't want to be in pain for four years <laughs> anymore i'm not in that i'm not in that days of my life so it's yeah it's, it's interesting that way so anything <laughs> possible we'll see well I wanted to ask this one question it's totally going out we're I'm shifting up gears here a little bit but you did a lot of show performances yes. this summer yes and the one that's I mean I saw you at stars on ice but the one that sticks out to me is when you did river dance with Shaylin Bourne. I mean, I wish I was yes. there to see it in person, but uh, the video, I'm glad I saw it while it was still up. I think it got taken down. Can you tell me how that came about? And will you do that again sometime? Cause that was just amazing. Oh my gosh. A, yes, 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 hundred percent. I would love to do it again. I like Shaylin and I, like even when we had our six, like we, it was a six show tour. Even when the last show ended, I was like, this isn't the end. This isn't the, I was like, we have to do this again. We both were like, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Um, honestly, it was one of those things where I was asked to do Friends on Ice, which is Shizuka Arakawa's show that she puts on. And she came up to me and was like, I want you to do Riverdale, like, would you be willing to do a duet with Shay Lynn? And first I'm like, okay, like, I didn't even know how to respond, do a duet with Shay Lynn. And then she goes, we really want you to do Riverdance. And I was like, uh, first off, I was a little bit like, I, I just not, like, it was like, there are so many things that were going in my mind, but what came out of my mouth was yes, like 100%, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say no to you. Like it wasn't, there was never like, she could have said, do you want to do, will you do X, Y, and Z? And I would have been like, yes, 100%. I'll do them all. Whatever you want. You asked me to be part of your show. I was like, like, I'm just like, thank you so much for be letting me be a part of this. Yes. Like no matter what it was, but in my head, I do remember being like, oh my gosh, I, I just didn't know how it was going to go. I was just like, I haven't done it yet. There was always a part of me that really does want to bring it back at some point to do it in shows. Like whether it was, I can't, I can't, I mean, just to even say that like in a year, 
or a year and a half. It's going to be 10 years since like, that's like bizarre to me. Like how that has been 10 years, um, 10 years ago. But, um, so when she asked, I was just like, it was one of those things where I was not, there was no party that was ever going to say no. But I also remember being like, I have no idea how this is going to go. And what was funny is when I was in Japan with Shaylin and we started kind of putting it together, she kind of admitted that she was in the same position. She was like, they asked and I just like, I don't know. And I just like, I had actually never really worked with Shaylin. Um, I did one show that she choreographed for in the past, but never really did any one-on-one work. And so um, it was just one of those situations where I think we were both like, these pieces or Riverdance, both of us was so in a lot of ways kind of cemented in to our careers and what we've done and people know us for that. And so it was like to kind of go outside of that mold and introduce it in a different realm and to do it together. But it was the most fun, like every single show, like we would be skipping down the hall, like we could not wait to get out there and do it. It was just so exciting. And from the minute that first note went off, like I had chills and I kept having to be like, Jason, relax, Jason, relax, like perform. Like you have to like ease yourself into this. Um, And I just like, it was, I just like, it was for me too. I felt like I was living out this childhood fantasy of like getting to skate Riverdance with her. Um, And just like, as I'm doing it, like just like looking across the ice as we're doing it together, it was, such a special experience and every time we did it we're like we have to do this at another show like, we, like i hope we like i hope this isn't the last time like i hope like we get to do this again or, um so i hope so but it was really really special and really fun i loved it That's- <laughs> so thank you shizuka arakawa it's because of her it is because of her that we got to do it it's re- it's really funny because some of my friends who are not in the skating community will will share videos like viral videos with me. I swear your river dance is probably the one that they share the most and it's every couple months have you seen this? And I'm thinking, yes, I was in the, I was at that competition. Every St. Patrick's yes. Day, it shows up in my, oh my feeds, God. and I'm like, oh my yep, God. I've seen that. Yep, yep, uh, yep. I was there. Yep. I remember. Oh I remember. It was an incredible oh, competition, yeah. and I just remember oh the energy in the crowd too. Like it was just so. Oh. I mean, you could just feel it, and you don't that doesn't always happen so it was yeah it was really really memorable um for me so jason we are going to switch to some fun questions and wrap up our interview i i feel like all these questions are (laughs) (laughs) so gina do you want to take the first one yes so because you did now the, the reason I decided to do this is because you were asking those kind of questions to the skaters so we're going to return it and I love put it, it on to you now. Yes, so if we are. there was a movie about your life who would star as Jason mm. Brown? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is funny. <laughs> okay. The first one that comes to my mind is like, I would love Ryan Reynolds to play. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm picturing Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, as Jason Brown. Yeah. 
Hey, but like, think about Deadpool. It's kind of like a skating outfit. Yes. You know, it's like if you you make it into. Yes. Is he anything like me in terms of like? There's not even like. There's not even like a height similarity, yeah. but like. But Ryan Reynolds is a riot. Like if, yeah, like he's just hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So I mean, that's just like. That would be like a dream. Is there any like? Would he ever play me? Well, would there ever be a movie on my life? But, the, <laughs> but that there's no there's no comparison that way. That is just like a a fantasy okay. of a fantasy. Like if there was a if there was a movie of my life, haha. What, who would like to play Ryan Reynolds? Haha. But I I would go. Uh, why not? Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. what? is your most used emoji oh my gosh the heart but i use the one that's not it's a little darker red yes that i like that one too okay yeah i would say that's my most used and if you want a face emoji then i use the laughing one that has the tears (laughs) coming out the two tears and so i use that so often that i have to rotate between the one that's flat and the one that's turned onto the side to mix it up because I use it that much. All right. Yeah. All right. Now you're singing karaoke. Yeah. What is your yeah. go-to song to sing? My heart will go on. Oh. <laughs> always, always go to the Titanic. <laughs> the emotion in the room. You can just like, Everyone knows it. Everyone can feel it. You know, Celine Dion, well, you got you got to go. You know, Jackie Wong was doing his own version of it at Skate America when he stood up he and he was. was oh my God. Uh, yes. When whoever yes. uh, uh, yes. skated to Titanic, I can't remember at this moment. But yes. He, yes. He, so maybe you guys mm. can do a duet. <laughs> I would love that. Come on, Jackie. I'm in. I'm in. I have to say, if like. To open a karaoke, I would probably do like Uptown Funk. So something like that gets you into the mood. But um, but like a real karaoke moment, my heart will go on. All right. I know it's probably, it probably is overused with the karaoke world, but I don't mind. <laughs> so Jason, yeah. and this is assuming that you have any free time. What TV show are you currently binging? So I just finished Winks. Wink, think. There's only been two seasons, but now it's canceled. So I'm bummed because it's a cliffhanger and we'll never know. Is it, how is it animated? It No, I mean, they made it into a, like a series. So it's not animated. Oh, the wink fate, the wink saga. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but what else? I feel like I watched. What else did I recently then? I almost I want to look on my phone, but if I look at my phone, then this is not going <laughs> to continue. I feel like then I'm going to end up canceling this Zoom. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, no, but I think that was the last thing. That was the last thing that I okay. binged. Well, you've been all yeah. over the world. You were in Peru uh, this summer. What country yeah. haven't you visited yet that's Ooh. on your list of places Ooh. that you want to visit? Greece. Want to go to Greece so badly. 
I want to go to Portugal and I really want to go to South Africa. So those are like my next three. And I would love to go to Colombia. Oh, I could go on forever, actually. <laughs> I, I, I want to go to Indonesia. No, um, truly, I could go on a list forever. But I think like the top three um, at this current moment would be Portugal, Greece, and South Africa. Yeah. That sounds... But the list is extensive. <laughs> As you can see, I haven't thought about it. No, so not at no. all. <laughs> No. Okay. If you were stuck on a desert island with three figure skaters, past or present, <laughs> who would you want to be stuck with? I made this question up. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Who would I want to be stuck with? Okay. Question. Okay. Can yes. I ask? Like, can I ask follow up? Sure you can. Yes. Absolutely. Um, am I, am I, Am I trying to pick people that are, that I'm thinking about, like, when you say this island, are you saying there's no way off of it? Like, we need to figure out how to get food. Like, we need resourceful people. Or are you saying, oh, like, who do you just like, like, is it more of like, who, who do like, you want to have fun with? Are we, am I trying to have, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. Or is this like survival mode? Is this like, who do I want to be in a place where it's like, they're not going to make me more <laughs> Like, who do I think can handle survival mode, like to hang out with or like, or like endless amounts of time. Like, you know, it's like one of those things. Like who you're going to have fun with. What, what, who am I yeah, going to have fun who with? Who you're going to have fun with. Okay. So there's nothing to do with survival. We're having you're all having, the food. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah, swim. Yeah. There's no, no stress. stress. Oh, that's tough. Um, gosh, that's really hard. See, now I've given you ideas. The next time you're the social media correspondent, you throw this question. I know. know. That's this a is really a good, good one. one. That's a really good one. Oh my gosh. Ugh. That's so hard. Well, I'm laughing because originally my head goes through my, my first thought was like, I was like, okay. My first initial thought was Michelle Kwan. I was like, A, I was like resourceful. <laughs> she has connections up the wazoo. I was like, you know, in this, in the sense, I was like, she knows people, has a little pull in different areas of the world. Um, I was like, people will be looking for her if we're dessert, like okay. in my head. I was like, and then I was like, and I would love to have one-on-one -on -one time with her to just like pick her brain about things and just like to get to hear her experience and story from, and just like, I would love that. I think mean, that'd be so cool and so amazing. So initially I was like, oh my gosh, Michelle Kwan, hands down. Um, but I like would hate to take her away from her child. Um. <laughs> I love how you're really putting thought into this. You're this really, really thinking about this. One hundred percent. You're really considering no, this. I am really thinking about this. I am sorry. I am drawing many blanks. Oh my gosh. I can't make a decision. This is a good one, Gina. <laughs> See, I've given you material oh now. Next time. Throw this yeah, one out there. That set. is, that's a good one. 
I feel like now if I was going to ask it in the future, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I have to give them some like, with this range of people you can have. Yeah, maybe I should have like narrowed it oh, down. No, it's so good. It's such a good question. I have to think about it. I have to think about it. You know what, Jason? We'll have you come back maybe yes. later. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and you can uh, you could you can think about this. You could do your ma- you could do your magical yes. editing, and it'll be like Gina <laughs> asked the question, and I'll be like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. And then you just say, to be continued. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happens. Or I could ask you this question in person at the Mix Zone in San Jose. Yes. And I'll yes. change it. Do it. Do, 100 Wait, do it 100%. Okay, do yes. it. Deal. I, I give you permission. Deal. But if you feel comfortable, you can text me and give me the question beforehand and say, this is, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this. FYI, be prepared. Okay. (laughs) Jason, we both really want to thank you for joining us. We've had so much fun in this conversation. We knew (laughs) it was going to be a blast. Yeah. yeah. Um, It exceeded all expectations. Um, We definitely wish you all the best as you're preparing for the upcoming U.S. championships, which are about two months away. So... Not that far. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's amazing. I was seeing like skaters post like can't like next stop nationals. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, wait, the fall season is still going on. What's, what's I know. going on? It's like suddenly, even for me, I was like, wait, wait, what? Like people are starting to end their yeah. Grand Prix. And then I was like, oh my God, it is. Nationals yeah. is next. But when I saw people writing it like next stop. San Jose, I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> I was like, I have time. Yeah, no. You still Where's have two months. You still have two months yes. before yes. we have Perfect. to be on the West Coast. Uh, yep. Um, Very exciting, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a really fun competition. Mm-hmm. I just feel in the vibe already. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> so, Gina, would you like to let folks know where they can find us yes you can find us on our website it's thisweekinskating.com and on social media facebook and instagram this week in skating and twitter it's at this wk in skating and we love your feedback or your questions if you've got a question for jason that you want us to pass along to him or you got a question i should ask him in the mix zone or you got another fun question i can throw his way you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the feedback that we've received. We definitely appreciate Jason taking the time to chat with us today. With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great